reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord. Cynthia Marjorie and I welcome you to another edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia, today I'm going to be beginning a series that I'm calling The Way of the Just. It's taken from the book of Deuteronomy. And the Lord says, this is what I'm asking of you. And what I have found, and you and I talked about this, is that when we apply God's principles in our life, we get blessed. And in discussion, we talked about the fact that applying the principles that I'll be talking about in this series will result in people being delivered from loneliness. Yes, it's interesting. God calls us to come out of ourself and to fear Him, to receive His love, and to lay our lives down in love for others. And I believe this is the way of the just that you're talking about in your message today. And the end result is that we're delivered from being self-centered, self-serving, and resulting in depression and loneliness. And so I think God knows us, and He knows that the way of the just, even when it's harder road to, to initiate and begin in, will end up in blessing, in blessing our own lives with a joy of life that we wouldn't have otherwise. So we just lift up our viewers that they would receive the joy of life after this program. Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord. A lot of people have asked me, what does this mean? And what that means, beloved, is the Word of God, the Word of God coming at you. It's taken from the book of Hebrews, where the scripture said that the Word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. I'm excited today to be delivering a message that I'm calling the Path of the Just. Let me tell you how this word came to be within me that I'm gonna to release to you today. I was recently reading a very famous Jewish classic written back in the 18th century called The Path of the Just. And this book was based on the scripture Deuteronomy 10.12. Let me just read right off the bat Deuteronomy 10.12 for you. Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And as I read that verse that this book, The Path of the Just, was based on, it really struck me. It was like a big flame of fire hit my soul. And of course, this word from Deuteronomy 10:12, it's part of the law. But I know as New Covenant believers, we're not under the law, and yet we can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Although we're not under the law in the sense of being judged by it, again, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater because Paul said that the law is holy, spiritual, and good. In other words, the problem isn't the law, Paul said, the problem is us that are flesh and have a nature that's contrary to the law. We pursue the things of the flesh where the law is spiritual and we're unable to live up to the law's requirements because of our imperfection. And so when Yeshua died on the cross for us, he released us from the curse of the law, but it doesn't mean that the law has no relevance. We're not under it, beloved, but once again, the law is spiritual. 
Remember, Jesus said, don't think I've come to do away with the law and the prophets. I've not come to abolish, but fulfill. Again, we're not under the letter of the law, but beloved, we still need to understand God's self-revelation to us through the law. And so as I was reading Deuteronomy 10, 12, it really hit me. And I prayed, I said, Father God, I'm a new covenant believer. I'm being led by the Spirit as I pursue you through Yeshua. And yet I'm feeling that this verse that I just read in Deuteronomy 10, 12 is really speaking to me and that you're speaking to me from it. I said, Father, if you want me to take a hold of this verse with, with, my, with my, the teeth of faith and really delve into this, I ask you to confirm it to me. So what I sometimes do, and obviously the Lord is not obligated to speak to me this way. He does sometimes, and other times he doesn't. But oftentimes I'll ask him, Lord, if you want to say something to me, I'm just going to open up the Bible, and I ask you, Lord, just to, to, to speak to me through it. I'm just going to open up randomly. Again, not every time I open up the Bible after praying that prayer do I open up to a passage of Scripture that I feel was from the Lord. But once again, sometimes it happens. And so I prayed that prayer, Lord, I just feel that this verse, Deuteronomy 10, 12, that you're really wanting to impart something here to me from it. So I'm going to open up the scriptures. And if you're really wanting me to take a hold of this verse and dwell deep into it and flow down the river of this word for a while, let me open up to a scripture that will confirm it to me. So beloved, I kid you not. I open up to the Bible, just looking for a confirmation that God was speaking to me from Deuteronomy 10, 12, very specifically. What do I do? I open up the Bible and it opens up, listen, to Deuteronomy 10, 12. So the Lord absolutely was confirming to me, yes, I want you to take hold of this verse for your life right now. So it was that foundation that led me first to study it for myself and now to relay that unto you today. Again, I want to take a step back. Beloved, we are New Testament believers saved by grace through faith. But the law of God contains a self-revelation of who he is. And there's still prophetic application for our life today. With that said, let's read it again. Moses is speaking here. He's talking to the Lord. And Moses said in verse 11, Then the Lord said to me, Arise, proceed on your journey ahead of the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swore to the fathers to give them. Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. There is weight, beloved ones, on the Torah. There is weight in the first five books of our Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, that the church calls the Pentateuch of the Old Testament and the Jewish people call the Torah. There is weight on this portion of the Word of God. It is extremely weighty. And when I read the Torah, I am struck with the authority of the Lord in the Torah. And as I read Deuteronomy 10, 12, I felt the authority of God gushing into my soul. And the Lord is releasing to you and I right now a revelation as to setting the course of our life. You know, as we're looking at this verse right here, I want you to notice that when the Lord is saying to his people through Moses, what am I asking of you? 
This is the question that's being asked in Deuteronomy 10, 12. God is inspiring Moses to relay to Israel the question that God is asking. What is God asking of Israel? And what is he asking of you and I today? Listen again how the verse begins. Now Israel, and we're the Israel of God, church. We haven't replaced Israel. We're not national Israel. But the scripture says that when we receive Messiah Yeshua, we're grafted into the commonwealth of Israel. And in the spiritual sense, the church is the Israel of God. Again, not replacing national Israel, but we've been grafted into the covenant that began with the founder of the Jewish people, Abraham. Listen again, I'm just trying to stress the point that this applies to you. Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you and then God begins to speak through Moses to tell the Jewish people and to tell now you and I today what he's requiring of us, what he's looking for from us, what he wants from our lives. He's looking for us to relate to him in such a way that we're aligned with the spirit. Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? Notice the first thing that the Lord says, but to fear the Lord your God. Let's take a step back. God is wanting us to respond to him. We're not robots. We've been given a will. We have to choose to come into alignment with him. Now consider that with this paradigm. We focus so much on the grace of God that sometimes we lose, uh, uh, we lose perspective of the fact that we're to fear God. We are so much about God's grace that sometimes we don't have a recognition that the fear of the Lord is not in opposition to the grace that God gives us. The Bible tells us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The scripture says that the fear of the Lord is clean and it converts the soul. So many times people today, all they talk about is how God loves me. They make Jesus their buddy and they have no sensitivity to the fact that God is holy and awesome and we need to fear him. Some people say that the fear of the Lord is just respecting God, that the fear of the Lord is just reverencing him. And yes, the fear of the Lord is respect. The fear of the Lord is reverence. But beloved, beyond that, the fear of the Lord is what the scripture says it is. It's the fear of the Lord. When Isaiah saw the Lord, he fell on his face. When John saw the Lord, he fell on his face. Beloved ones, the fear of the Lord is healthy. I'm not talking about fear that cripples, but I'm talking about the fear that recognizes that we stand before the eternal one that we are so insignificant in size compared to him, that we stand before the one that knows everything, that's all powerful, that has no beginning, that has no end. And the right response to that is to fear him. Jesus said, I said, Jesus said, I'm going to say it again. Jesus said that we're not to fear a man that can kill the body, but rather Jesus said we should fear him that's able to destroy both soul and body in hell. This is the real fear of God. There's consequences for sinning. There's consequences, beloved, of rejecting God. And the consequences of sin, beloved, involves the fear of the Lord. I know as a believer, I'm fearful of sinning because I know if I sin without recognition of God's presence, God will bring judgment and discipline into my life. Now, when I speak of judgment, I'm not speaking of wrath, 
But I'm talking about God disciplining those that he loves. That's his judgment for the believer. And the consequences of being judged by the Lord, even though the purpose of it is out of his love, but the consequences could be very painful to those beloved who he has to judge through discipline. Pastor Experito, what's happened? This lady, ever since she was born, she could not hear. She could not talk. There are many people here, including the chairman of the crusade committee. Is aware that this lady does not hear, does not talk. I've known Sarah for the last 12 years and she's married to one of my friends. I also work with her in the same organization called Child of Hope Outreach Uganda. And she works as a cleaner in our organization. We know her as someone who does not hear. We have always to use sign language. Even in person, like I, when I interact with her sometimes, I have to use sign language. But for the first time, this lady can hear. She's able, she's that was a miracle, and that was amazing to see her for the first time able to hear. But the ears are open. The ears are open. She can hear. To me, as a minister of the gospel, that has also increased my faith to believe more in the miracles of God. And that has lifted my faith as well. Is God blessing your life through the teaching of Rabbi Schneider? Why not become a part in sending him around the world as God brings salvation, healing, and deliverance through television and on-the-ground outreaches? Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. As a thank you for your monthly support, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs. In Pursuit of Him, an intimate view of Rabbi's life journey. It was worth it. The amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider and Crusades Behind the Scenes, a partner-exclusive look as Rabbi ministers around the world. Become a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Begin your monthly partnership today. We should fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord keeps us on the right path. That's why it's a healthy thing for children to have a healthy fear of their parents. They know their parents love them, but they also know that if they step out of line, there's gonna be consequences and the consequences will hurt. I wonder how much the church today has lost the fear of the Lord. And what, when God says, what am I requiring of you, Israel? And remember, church, once again, you and I are part of the spiritual Israel. What is the Lord requiring? The first thing, beloved, is we need to have a healthy, fear of him. This doesn't wash away the fact that we know that he loves us. We know he loves us. Again, knowing that God loves us and fearing him are not two different things that are not related. They're part of the same thing. They're part of how to be rightly related to Hashem, our creator. So I want you to hear today. As I was praying to the Lord, is Deuteronomy 10, 12 for me today? Beloved, the Lord specifically answered. So when I open up the Bible, I just opened it up randomly. I didn't try to open it up to any specific spot. When I opened it, it just opened up and it was on Deuteronomy 10, 12. God was saying, yes, 
I want you to dig into this. I want you to eat this word. I want you to consider the rel relevancy of it for your life today. And I believe that the Lord also did it, church, so that I could deliver this word to you. God wants you and I to fear Him. In fact, He requires it. We need to walk before Him, beloved, with reverential fear. Again, not that it cripples us, not that it it, not that it stops us from realizing how much that he loves us, but we need to recognize how awesome and powerful and holy it is. he is. That's why the scripture says, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Let's continue on. Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? But to fear the Lord your God, listen now, to walk in his ways. What does it mean to walk in the ways of the Lord? Number one, to walk in the ways of the Lord, beloved ones, requires spiritual sensitivity. We have to have a sensitivity that we're receiving through divine intuition, through revelation of the Spirit, and through the written Word of God. We receive what we need, listen now, to understand His ways so that we can walk in them. We understand sin. The Bible tells us that as we mature in life, as we mature in our walk with the Lord, we're able to discern the difference between good and evil. We acquire divine sensitivity. We acquire an ability to recognize when we're in the Spirit and when we're not in the Spirit. When we're abiding in Yeshua and when we're not abiding in Yeshua. We get trained in righteousness, and as we're being trained in righteousness, we more and more, listen now, walk in His ways. Remember, that's what the verse says. What does the Lord require of you? Number one, to fear Him. Secondly, listen, to walk in all His ways. As we read the Word of God, as we surrender to the Spirit of God, we learn how to practice humility. We learn how to guard our tongue from speaking that which is displeasing to the Lord. Sometimes people don't recognize that even though they may not be cursing, their speech can still be displeasing to the Lord because it's just empty. It's just empty words. Jesus said, be careful what you're saying because you'll be judged for every empty word. God wants to teach us how to train our tongue this has to do, once again, with walking in his ways. James told us that the tongue is like the rudder of a huge ship. The rudder is just a very small portion of the ship, and yet depending on what direction that rudder is pointed, it controls the trajectory, the direction of that entire ship. And so it is, beloved, when it comes to walking in the ways of the Lord, our tongue has to be tamed. Not only in what we don't say, but in what we do say. Is what we're saying releasing life? Is our tongue being used to, to, to minister and to build life into the body and to release a witness into the world? Are we walking in the way of the Lord with our tongue? Or are we speaking about things that have no value and sometimes worse yet, agreeing with darkness by getting into criticism, accusation, negativity, judgment, etc.? Beloved, walking in the ways of the Lord involves learning how to be giving people not being stingy people, but giving people. Maybe some of you have had this experience. There's been a few times in my life where I have heard in the night heavenly music. It doesn't happen often. It's happened probably less than 10 times in my life. But a few times in my life, 
in my sleep, I've heard the most beautiful music that I've ever heard before. I mean, it wasn't from this world. It was music that was coming to me from the atmosphere of heaven. But only one time, I've heard that, and I said happen, you know, several times, not many, but several. But only one time when I heard the heavenly music were there words with it. All the other times, it was just the music. But one time when I heard the music, there were words with it. And there were two phrases with the music. I'm not going to give you one of the phrases because that's for another time. But one of the phrases I will speak right now because it applies to what we're talking about. We're talking about being giving people. And as the heavenly music was playing, I was actually ministering in Zambia at the time. It was in the middle of the night. As the heavenly music came to me, there was a phrase that was being sung with the music. And the phrase that was being sung with the music, beloved church, was, listen now, take out the decimal point. In other words, if you have, uh, if, it's, if, if, you're, if it's $30, uh, you take out the decimal point and the 30 becomes 3,000. If it's $50, you take out the decimal point, it becomes 5,000. You know, if it's 100 hours, you take out the, so the Lord was telling me, listen, I want you to give big. I want you to love big. I want you to be a big giver. I want you to be a big lover. I want you to take out the decimal point. I want you to be a giving person. I want you to be a person that sacrifices of yourself, that gives, because God says that he is a God of love, and by nature, love has to give. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We're talking, church, about walking in the ways of the Lord. And one of the ways we walk in the ways of the Lord is by the giving of ourselves. God wants us to be big givers, big lovers, big building people up. Remember Jesus said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's giving. We're talking about walking in the ways of the Lord. The Lord is wanting us to fear Him, and the Lord is wanting us to walk in His ways. And sometimes the one leads to the other. Sometimes we fear the Lord, and because we fear the Lord, we walk in His ways. We might not want to do something. We might not want to give. But because we fear the Lord, we step out and give. Maybe it's just making that phone call to somebody. We don't feel like making that phone call. We're just tired. But with the Holy Spirit's been speaking to us. I want you to reach out and call that person. Because we love God and because we fear Him, we do what we don't feel like doing and we obey Him. And so, beloved ones, as we close today, I want you to understand that the revelation that's proceeding from my mouth right now, although it's from the Torah, although it's from part of what we call the Old Testament, it is for you and I today. Once again, Jesus said, don't think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've not come to abolish, but fulfill. And then he went on to say, and every one that teaches the principles of how to live out of the laws and the prophets, he said, will become greatest in the kingdom of God. Jesus wants us to understand the self-revelation of his Father that's contained in the Torah. And beloved, that's what we're doing here today. Father, I bless every viewer today. I bless everyone that is listening to this broadcast. Father God, we love you. We want to fear you, God, with a holy fear, and we want to walk in your ways because, Daddy, we want to be pleasing to you, and we're so thankful that you chose us. We love you today, Daddy, in Jesus' name. Considering what we've studied today, 
I want to read for you once again from the Torah, the book of Deuteronomy, we call it in Hebrew, Devarim. I'm going to the 14th chapter. I'm going to be reading from the 22nd and the 23rd verse. Hear the word of God. The Lord is speaking here and he says, you shall surely tithe all the produce from what you sow, which comes out of the field every year. And then he continues at the last part of the next verse, he says, so that you might learn to fear the Lord, your God, always. Do you know that fearing the Lord as we study today is related to tithing? Because when we tithe, we're giving God the respect he deserves by declaring that we believe that everything that we have comes from him. And beyond that, the Lord said, the tithe is his. So we're just really giving back to God what's already his to begin with, we're just cooperating with them. Beloved, if you want to put today's teaching into practice in your life, if you're not tithing, do so. And God promised he would bless you for it. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh <laughs> May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, his beloved child, to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Tune in next week on Discovering the Jewish Jesus to learn how important being a servant to others is in your relationship with the Lord. Don't miss this exciting episode.